the Father's hand. I was speaking to a new mom this week, and she shared with me about the difficulty of giving birth, that she started having contractions, so she went to the hospital, right, new mom, and they told her at the hospital, you're only dilated two centimeters, go back home. It's like, uh, okay, so she goes back home. Two days later, she's still having contractions, and she's feeling terrible because there's a lot of pain, so she goes back to the hospital, and they look at her and they say, you're still only dilated two centimeters, go back home. And now at this point, she's feeling embarrassed, like, do I not know what I'm doing? Like, this is very painful, it's very uncomfortable. And she's like, okay, I'm only gonna go back when it's time. Well, another day passes and her water breaks. And so she goes and she's having these painful contractions and, and they say, honey, you're still not dilated enough. And, and she's like, give me a C-section. And, <laughs> and they said, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You just have to wait. Well, then eventually they take her back and they look and they investigate and it turns out uh, the baby wanted to come out but was stuck. And so she, they're trying to tell her to push and so the more pushing, you know what that does to a baby, right? So the baby eventually comes out with a super cone head, <laughs> which is cute. She didn't get a baby helmet, you know, which is also cute. But, and, and she was saying because of the C-section, she had like her husband, like what does a mother just wants to hold her baby, especially after that traumatic experience? And like, she's like, my husband got to hold the baby, my mom, my sister, and then I finally I got to hold the baby. And what she said to me was that throughout all the pain and even the infection she got because her water had been ruptured for so long, that she said she never felt worried. She said, I felt peace the whole time because I know that God was with me. And she said, you know, Father Matt, you know what the hardest part was? I was like, what was that? She says, they told me that because of the C-section, I have to wait two more years to have another child. A mother's love is heroic and selfless. A mother's care and willingness to suffer out of love for another reveals God's love to the world. I, as I was, I was holding this two-week-old baby, and who's so helpless, just like can't even control her eyes and her head. And, and I just, I couldn't help but think of, somebody took care of me when I was like that. My mom held me and cared for me for so many days when I couldn't do that for myself. And it just left me with a, a gratitude and a love gratefulness for my own mother who reveals God's love that as much as my mom loved me and was patient with me how much more so God loves us Isaiah 49:15 says can a mother forget her infant be without tenderness for the child of her womb even should she forget I will never forget you in our gospel today, we hear of the care of the Father for us, we who are sons and daughters. Jesus says, my sheep 
These are my sheep. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father who's given them to me is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. Do you feel the security? Do you feel the strength of our God who holds us, who loves us, who protects us? On this Mother's Day, every one of us has a mother. A mother who courageously chose to give birth to us. Are are our moms perfect? No. But there's goodness. And for as much as our moms loved us, God God loves us so much more. He cares for us. And no matter how difficult things are or how overwhelmed we feel, how unknown things feel, God has us. And so I'm just... I want to reflect a little bit more on, on the feminine genius, as St. John Paul II calls it. I remember one day a student was having a bad day, um, and it was myself and one of my staff members, and so we're talking to this student, trying to console and listen, and um, I was doing my Padre thing, where I, you know, I listened and I asked questions, just trying to really empathize and be there for this person. And this student started to cry. So I reached for a box of tissues. My staff member reached for the student. That she got up, she moved over, and she embraced the student. And the student put her head on the staff member's shoulder and, and allowed herself to be held that women have an innate capacity to receive the other. We see this physically in the woman's body, that she can receive the gift of her husband and the gift of new life and the marital embrace. But, But this physicalness reveals a relational capacity of the woman who receives the other. Jesus repeatedly in scripture exalts women because of their unity of heart and and spirit and mind, their ability to receive and respond to him. That they're an example for all of us of how we're called, just like the Blessed Virgin Mary, to receive God's plan, which yields the greatest fruitfulness. This, This openness to God and his plan is not easy. For Mary, it leads to fleeing to Egypt to protect the baby Jesus. This receptivity to God and his plan leads Mary to the foot of the cross. A mother feels the pain of her child more than anyone. A mother's heart aches silently as she sees her child suffer. This is the gift not just of motherhood, but it's, it's the gift of femininity that our world needs. Side note, do you know, uh, when you talk about gender, you know, femininity, masculinity, do you know the word gender comes from gen, which means to produce or to beget? That gender is intrinsically linked to our sex, to our maleness, our femaleness, 
that masculinity is intrinsically linked to maleness, femininity is intrinsically linked to femaleness. It's only been in the last hundred years that we've started to play these games of semantics and separating gender from sex. But even the word itself, gender, gen, it's about giving new life. And a woman gives life in so many ways, even if she's not a mother. My, my own mother, my beautiful, generous mother, had five children, and at one time, all were under the age of seven. Now, I would have been a handful enough just myself, <laughs> and my siblings will tell you that. Um, but there was, luckily, my mom had even another child, my little sister, who really has been one of my best friends in my life. And people hear that, and even today, students, you might hear that and say, well, that's just overwhelming. I mean, I could never do that. Why would, why would you do that? Well, one thing now is my father has advanced dementia, and he needs at-home care 24-7. And my generous mother is there by his side every day. And every evening, one of her five children comes and helps my dad have dinner, go to the bathroom, and go to bed. Tuesday's my day. So every day she gets to be, spend time with her children. And it's been a huge help and blessing to both of them. This past Christmas, last little story, we were all together and something happened, um, because my dad doesn't know what's going on, he's just like a little kid, right? That, he suddenly felt very scared. Actually, the truth is, I made, a, I made a loud noise, and he got really scared, and he was like staring at me, and so, and then he started to cry. And so I looked over at my mom, I go, Mom, Dad needs you. And so my mom walks over, she sits down next to him, starts talking to him, and she holds his hand and he calms down, knowing that someone who loves him is with him, and it's gonna be okay. This beautiful capacity of woman for the other reveals the love of our God, our God and Father who always has us, who's always guiding us towards eternal life, who's always fighting and protecting our immortal soul, who always holds us in his loving, gentle, strong hands.